Hello, race fans, hot rodders, politicos, and political junkies. Welcome to another episode of Grassroots Chronicles. I am your co-host, Carlos Mulatoller, a.k.a. Mr. Grassroots, and along with me is Caleb Stokes, Mr. Communications. And joining us, as always, our producer, Jonathan Torres with the Yard Sign Network. Hello, fellas. Let's do it. On this episode, we will focus on the top 10 grassroots tips that we feel that are a form of informing individuals on the basics of grassroots. I also want to remind our audience that we do not endorse candidates or political parties. We are here to inform and educate individuals on how they can make a change in their community from the grassroots level. But first, let's go to communications. Mr. Communications, Caleb, what's cooking on your end, sir? All right. You are listening to the Grassroots Chronicles on the Yard Sign Network, wherever you find your podcasts, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. We are there. Um, coming up, we have the email of the day. It's from Zachary in Chicago, Illinois. Zachary says, I'm a father of two high school aged children currently enrolled in the Illinois public school system. Right now, the standard education plan in our district does not provide my oldest daughter the chance to develop her aptitudes in shop class, automotive class, different trade classes, etc. Um, I've considered several ways to make a change, including a local education campaign, uh, becoming a teacher myself or running for public office. But a lot of different folks are saying public office might be my best bet. If this is the case, which elected office should I consider to make the biggest difference in my child's education? As always, thank you for your advice, Mr. Grassroots and Mr. Communication, Zachary from Illinois. You know, this actually ties into the first tip we're going to give in Grassroots, and that's that all politics is local. Zachary, I know that having the honorable before your name, that title of congressman, could actually be really enticing. But you already talked about, you know, running a, a local education campaign. That might be better than running for public office. But if you do, why not consider school board? Why not consider, you know, maybe city council? That could somehow help impact your child's education. But state representative, even state senator, um, being a congressperson certainly has its pros, right? That's very attractive. Uh, especially if we care about status. But it's not always about status if we're looking to make a change. Sometimes focusing on localities and local offices might be what's best, at least if you decide to actually run rather than a different way of making a change. Mr. Grassroots, Carlos, what say you? Well, I say probably one of the most impactful things you can do is run for something local. Uh, and going into our, we're going to do a backwards tip. So we're going to start at top 10 and then work our way down to the number one tip. So it's starting at number 10 to quote the great Tip O'Neill, former Speaker of the House uh, back in the 80s. He said, all politics are local. And that is so true. Everything begins in your backyard, in your neighborhood. That's where the most impactful uh, things you can do. Running for Congress is a great title. Like you said, it's beautiful to have the honorable next to your name. But really, the impactful part is on the local level, whether it's a school board, county commission, um, you know, city council, or mayor of your town. That's really where you make a big difference. And, 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 and that's where it is. So tip number 10, all politics are local. Moving on down to number nine, values is what identifies us and brings us together. 
Carlos, real quick, I just want to yeah. jump in. Being that it's an education question, I have a lot of family in public education. Uh, and again, you know, this is where the political narrative doesn't fit the reality narrative, uh, which is, you know, your state legislature only to a certain extent will dictate curriculum um, and even funding. Here in, in Florida, um, the governor can certainly set salaries, um, but in large part, they just provide a large bu bucket of funding and it's each district, uh, each school district that determines how they spend that money. And so from county to county, that money spent differently and, uh, and allocates those resources differently. Um, and so a lot of them want to point the finger at the capital, at their state capital and their state legislature in terms of the curriculum and, the, uh, and how money is spent, when in reality, those decisions are made locally. Those decisions are made at the county level, at the school district level, and running for school board. Uh, I don't think people realize how much impact you can have, um, be it on the school board or at the city level or the county level. That's a great point, Jonathan. Talking about just throwing money at a problem. That's what Washington does best, right? That's what Zachary from Illinois, that's the opportunity you would have if you were a congressperson from Illinois. However, if, if you're wanting to make additions or make changes to curriculum, specifically at a high school in a certain district, maybe adding these trade classes that would benefit your daughter and the shop classes and automotive classes in which she's interested. Uh, run it for school board. It may not be the, the sexiest thing you've ever heard. It might not be being a congressperson, but not only is it something that's going to make a huge difference in your community and for your family, but it's also something, frankly, that's just a little bit more practical. Uh, running for school board, it is absolutely difficult to attain, you know, that's that uh, um, idea of being a school board member and winning the race. But it's something that is uh, more easily reached than it would be running for Congress. Uh, now shifting, that was number 10. All politics are local, Mr. Grassroots. Number nine, as you just said, values identify us they bring us together we talked in a previous episode how uh, queuing into audiences whether it's one person on a front porch or whether it's a large room of individuals queuing in is key cues build relationships and relationships over a certain period of time build or builds trust um, the oxford english dictionary says that values, a value is a person's principles or one's judgment of what is important in life. Values stand as the biggest cue that we could provide. Because values, it, as Oxford English Dictionary says, it's something that's so incredibly important to who we are. It's one's judgment of what is important in life. If we share a value, that cue is immediately going to build a relationship and not just a relationship, but likely a trusted relationship. Carlos. Absolutely. And, and values come in different ways. It could be religious values. It could be patriotic values. Uh, in this particular case was this gentleman that wrote in, you know, you have the value of education and that's a very big part of, of parents. Uh, that's a common, huge common denominator the importance of education in our children's life, whether it's be public or, or uh, charter school, whatever the case may be, or even university level, it is important. That is a big value to, if you could bring together that people can, you know, come around and, and, and agree and, and resonate the troops.
Absolutely. Okay. So number 10, all politics local. Number nine, values identify us. They bring us together. Number eight, we're all in the communication business. Doesn't matter what role we play on a certain campaign or initiative, whether we're designing the website, we're designing certain brochures, we're knocking on doors or for the candidate themselves. Uh, we're always in the communications business. That's our role is to, to agree and find the why of the campaign and share that that why as much as possible. Because even if you are just the person that's following all the different policies running through your state legislature, at some point, someone's going to say, what is it that you do? What are you passionate about? We are always in the business of communications. I can't agree more. And it's and communication is in so many different levels. It's not it's not just necessarily getting up and speaking, but it's also researching, uh, listening to uh, city council uh, uh, meetings or county commission meetings, and disseminating that information as well. Because um, at the end of the day, we want to be considered a trusted source, so that people will rely on us a little bit on what is going on out there. There's a lot of information, so. If you can be that one individual to help disseminate it and find out certain, you know, websites or, or platforms to, to get your, your information, do that and encourage people to, to do what you do the same. Because one of the things we've always talked about is in grassroots, we can do a lot of things, but the real value of who you are is when you are able to multiply yourself. So don't be a greedy gremlin along this, these uh, episodes, share the information with individuals and encourage individuals to get involved because I, Caleb, Jonathan, we can't do it ourselves. We, we want to multiply ourselves. That's what we hear in sharing our information. And that leads us to uh, number seven. What does the initials PR mean in the grassroots world? Well, how in the business world, PR stands for public relations. Exactly. <laughs> but in our world of grassroots and the grassroots chronicles, it stands for personal relationships. This is a key key and a must that you must try to do as much as possible is build those relationships, get to know individuals, listen to people. It's not just about what we have to say or what you have to say. A lot of it, building that relationship is finding out their values. You're in the communication business, right? You're in a local level and you want to build that trust. You want to build that relationship. And it's also listening. It's not just talking. Halfway of getting anything accomplished is having an open mind as well. Agreed. Agreed. You are listening to the Grassroots Chronicles on the Yard Sign Network. Mr. Grassroots, Carlos Muletaller, Mr. Communication, Caleb Stokes, here with Jonathan Torres producing number six of Grassroots Tips for Mr. Grassroots himself. He says, number six, you are always telling a story. So there's a difference between telling a story and sharing a story. Yes, we talk about sharing your why, sharing stories. That's what tugs the heartstrings. We talked about that last week. However, telling a story is different from sharing that story because telling the story means I'm a member of a campaign. I might be the candidate myself, or I'm just somebody that knocked on doors one day for Carlos, and I'm wearing a shirt that says, vote Carlos for city council. Well, if I'm, uh, if I'm at Chili's that evening with a few of my friends, maybe I should keep in mind not only am I wearing that Carlos for City Council shirt, but I'm now an influencer in Carlos's campaign. Therefore, I'm always telling a story whether I'm wearing that shirt or not. So maybe I have one less margarita at the bar. 
that night while I'm in the midst of Carlos's campaign. Or maybe if I have his bumper sticker on my car and I'm wearing the shirt and someone cuts me off while I'm driving, maybe I'm sure to keep both hands and both middle fingers on the steering wheel. Uh, you're always telling a story. And if you're in uh, the midst of a campaign of any kind, the story that you tell um, will be illuminated through social media. So Caleb, keep that in mind. Yeah, Caleb, I can't, that was an excellent point because there is a major difference between sharing a story like we're doing right now and also telling a story. And from my perspective, telling the story is who you are without it. it you, we're conveying, conveying a message to people, the way we dress, our body language, the way we, we, we drive, the way we act in public. We don't have to say anything. We are telling people a little bit about ourselves. So the question is, what do you want people to know about you? Right. What's the impression you want? I'm not telling people how to dress. I'm not telling people how to drive. You know, I'm not telling people what to eat. But there is a perception. So what is that story that you are always telling? So just be aware that in the grassroots world, when, especially if you're in, in getting involved in the campaigns, as soon as you walk into a room, you're on. All eyes are new. So just be mindful how you enter the room and how presentable you are and how prepared you are and ready to go, um, because that sticks in people's minds, unfortunately. For so sure. For sure. And Saul Alinsky took an extreme uh, position on this, but he always said that if you need to cut your hair and go into a boardroom in a suit to try to influence folks, you need to do it because you're telling a story. And again, we will uh, we'll revisit our good friend, Uncle Saul, Saul Alinsky later on, because that will be the topic for next week. But number five on the list right now is, uh, you know, which drop in the bucket are you? Carlos. Yeah, and this is something I've always told individuals. You have to be a drop, and what drop in the bucket are you going to be? This bucket is not going to get filled up on its own. It's going to have to get filled up by numerous uh, types of drops. Uh, and you have to find what your drop is going to be. Are you going to be a communicator? Are you going to be a recruiter? Are you going to be a campaign sign waiver? Are you going to be, you know, an op-ed writer? Uh, what are you, phone banking, door knocking? What are you going to do to fill this bucket? Now, you could be multiple drops, but I've always challenged individuals. You've got to at least find one. you got to be at least one drop in this bucket. Find something that you're comfortable, something that you like doing, that something that, that, that resonates with you and that you feel content doing, right? And you feel complete and do it and share that story, not tell it, share that story of how, what you're doing. Because what was that, that, um, that quote we did a couple, uh, last week? It's it, people, people, how does that go, uh, Caleb, about uh, people to find out what you do? Well, people care why, why you do it. They don't care what you do. Exactly. They care why you. So that's important along the, so along that quote, it's important that you share your information and what you're doing with individuals and find it because it's not going to change on its own, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not going to change by you sitting there on your couch or screaming at the radio, the television or whatever it may be. You've got to get up uh, and, and, and to quote a friend of ours, um, you have to move from the seats to the streets. You know, you've got to get up <laughs> and go do something memorable. So um, and just to along those piggyback I, off of that for, yeah. for, for just a second. Um, one bucket in a campaign, if that campaign is a bucket, your drop might be different to a different bucket because every campaign is different. There's so many different people that are bringing in and experiences that they have. For 
instance, you know, I might be, be the best guitarist. Jonathan and I are starting a band. I might be the best guitarist. However, the drums. And Carlos doesn't know how to play the drums, but, but he might be a really good guitarist. And guitar, better than Carlos. If we're making a band together, I'm going to be playing this. That is my, my contribution to this specific band with Carlos and Jonathan. And that is my, and for anyone who doesn't know, Jonathan Torres would be front and center lead singer. Um, number five, Carlos and the grassroots tips. You say the devil is in the details. Yes, the devil's in the details. This is a simple one. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you do, make sure you got your T's crossed and your, your I's dotted. Um, it's the little things that will get you in trouble, will slow you down. Don't overlook things. Uh, double check things. Do it. Uh, have other eyes look at things. Read them over. You know, share your ideas with others and always go over your steps at least two or three times to make sure because you'll always find something that you were missing. And sometimes it's the little things that make your event uh, memorable, but not in a good sense. Right. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you make sure you, that that you, uh, you know, take a look at things and the devil's in the detail. Well, and if I could just add to that, because we are in such a hyper sensitive, hyper observant media uh, environment right now that uh, the media is going to pounce at any opportunity to criticize your campaign or to look for flaws in your campaign. And so when they catch those things, it could be attendance at one of your events. It could be um, maybe not having enough flags or having too many flags or, you know, I mean, they're, they're going to look for something to pick at. And so the details are incredibly important. Um, and and in, sometimes it's even in places you wouldn't even imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jonathan. Yeah. Devil being in the details of and your lapel. I mean, you go back to the 2008 election between Barack Obama and John McCain. Campaign, yeah. Who ne never would have thought, oh, he's not wearing a flag pin in the lapel. It's OK, because that made headlines for weeks that this is a guy who didn't even wear a flag pin. And then small that that was overlooked because it didn't necessarily seem important to campaign however it was important to, to several voters but specifically for the news cycle as Jonathan said the media that loves to sometimes nitpick everything all right rule number three Carlos number three plain and simple be real be yourself uh, don't try to be somebody you're not if there's a situation where somebody asks you a question whether you're knocking on doors or if you're a candidate just say, hey, I don't know. That's a great question. Let me get back to you. Let me have your information. I'll get back to you. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Uh, the moment you try to be somebody or do something that is not who you are or what you usually do, it will be smoked out. And unfortunately, it's hard to get back that, you know, that information, people, that perception um, of people may have of you. So it's plain and simple. Be yourself. Be real. If somebody's asking you some questions and you're not sure or you're not confident, tell them. I'll get back to you. And that's it. Get your information. Or even if they, they ask you a question uh, and it's one with which you disagree, asking, it's okay. Be yourself. Don't try to pander to different 
different audiences a different up to you. Uh, you know, these these wonderful things right here are called, called telephones. We can phone, we can do several other things, but we can also record conversations mm -hmm. and a lot, a lot of time group and giving a speech or you're at a debate or a forum, things that are said will, will be caught on to pander to one audience and then quickly turn, turn around to another, audi another audience and say something. It's going to be picked up by that lovely news cycle about which Jonathan was speaking. Number two, grassroots tips. Use your melon. Use your melon. That's what my wrestling coach used to say to us all the time in high school. Come on, fellas, use your melon. Um, it's simply just use your head. And one major part of it is do not overthink grassroots. Grassroots is pretty simple. Uh, it's just using your head, planning ahead. I mean, you're watching all the devils in the details. And, and just taking your time a little bit and don't rush through things. And Jonathan also alluded to that. You know, take your time in this hyper- in this, in this age of hyper information and data and news, just make sure you take your time and don't overthink it. It's, it's a lot of it's pretty simple. All right. The number one grassroots tip Jonathan Torres, Mr. Producer. All right. Here we go. Here we go with number one. It is grassroots is a way of life. That's right. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I, look, uh, this this was one of the hardest lessons that I think I had to learn coming into politics because I came into um, politics and advocacy later in life, in my like mid twenties, uh, late twenties, really, um, and I already had a, an established career in marketing and advertising, specifically with a focus on the digital side. And so I come into good old politics and there are staples that we, of course, talk about every episode in politics that are tried and true and have not changed probably for hundreds of years, you know, and, and, uh, and, and probably as old as democracy itself. Um, and at first I was like, well, gosh, you know, digital would solve this and Facebook ads would solve this and, you know, like all this kind of shiny, flashy new stuff, you know, it's like, why aren't we doing all this kind of stuff? And, you know, and, and until you disconnect yourself from that and realize how impactful grassroots politics is, um, you, you don't truly understand how, I mean, infinitely more powerful it is than the latest digital tools that are out there. Um, you know, do we have more tools in our tool belt than ever? Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and is it a lot easier now for maybe, um, smaller campaigns to, uh, have a larger voice or a bigger impact? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there is nothing more impactful than going door to door and talking to the voters and your neighbors. There's nothing more impactful than calling them and asking for their support and asking for their vote. Uh, and, and again, that was a really hard lesson for me to learn early on. And, and Jonathan, I can't agree with you more. That's the fundamentals and the basics of grassroots. It's connecting personally 
one-on-one -on -one with individuals, having that conversation. I, you can use the phone and things, and that's fine. But when you're face-to-face -face and you're shaking somebody's hand and you're looking at looking them in the eye, they're looking at you in the eye, and you can have an honest conversation or questions going back and forth, that's, that's real. Um, and as much as we have all these new forms of communication, which are great because it, they do help, absolutely, get your message out. But I still believe that today we're all still human beings and human beings like to have a little bit of interaction with another human being within a topic or two or a, a cause. And that still to me is fundamental. And that's why these 10 tips that I've put together over the past 25 years of my life, I came with a conclusion that at the end, it's a way of life. This is something I do every day or part of it. And I hope that people will adopt a couple of these you know, and, and use them throughout their day because grassroots is an everyday thing. It's not just a, oh, there's 90 days left. Let's go knock on doors. No, this is every day. If you truly want to make a difference in your community, it, it has to be part of you and let people know and share that story. Agree. 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 And just because it's just because something that's every day and it's hopefully a lifestyle for you and your family, that shouldn't be intimidating or overwhelming. It's easy for it to seem like a big mountain that you have to climb, that, oh, my gosh, I have to make. No, it's it's being involved in your community the same way we're involved in our kids' school churches. Same we're involved with and hopefully know many of our different neighbors. Uh, on our, it's, it's finding a way to embrace the idea of community and seeing those two extra episodes episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond on a Thursday, maybe I attend a forum and I host some type of forum, or maybe, like Zach from Illinois, Zach's for school board, uh, rather than watching those two extra episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond days. Uh, but yeah, yes, it is a lifestyle, and that's fun, 100%. Well, Caleb, I think you just uh, nailed something. Uh, on the head, you know, w without even realizing it, which is, is that, you know, a lot of these tried and true measures uh, of best practices in grassroots all harkens back to when we were a community, small town politics, where you knew your neighbors, you knew the people who made the decisions in your community. Um, you know, you would go to each other's houses for dinner and lunches and you know, it was that kind of camaraderie, that kind of relationship in a community uh, that, you know, when somebody would come to your house and say, hey, I really think you should support this person or this issue, um, then you said, okay, well, if you're going to back that guy, I'm going to back that guy. You know, it was that seal of approval. And even though we don't know our neighbors uh, as well as we used to, I think instinctively, again, it goes back to that, okay, well, if this person is willing to make the effort to come to my door and advocate for that individual, that must say something about them. And, and, and that seal of approval is worth more than any piece of mail or any digital campaign that you can put out there. And, and Jonathan, you just triggered something. On that note, nothing's gonna be more evident than that than on Monday night with the caucus in Iowa where people yep. actually drag their friends and they bring their families and members and they're all going to sit there in one room and start working themselves into who they're going to vote for openly. 
there's nothing secret about this. Yeah. You know, you you, you choose and you're going to follow the and people are going to make cases for each one of the candidates in the primary. So it, anyway, I think that's well, a great way. Great let way. me bring let me let me make a very relevant example then. You know, the the Trump campaign or 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 it may have been just some of his supporters were criticizing Ron DeSantis for hosting a talk in someone's living room at someone's house. Um, because again, that's not something that Donald Trump would do, but that is something that goes back decades, uh, you know, in this country, you know, and that is true grassroots politics. And in these early states, that's how you win those votes. Absolutely. Reading Politico recently, uh, they talk, talk about how there are our standard poll election polling going on in Iowa for the caucuses now, but the real polling might actually party chairs and how each county has a party chair and who that county equally support, because that might go a bit further in terms of a caucus rather than keeping things local. Again, back to number two. 10 all the way to number one of grassroots a lifestyle um mr grassroots carlos mulatal mr producer to the producers two nights ago the movie starring nathan lane matthew broderick at you know mel Melbourne produce oh so your your name from here on out <laughs> then this is mr producer i hope you're from, um but yeah just uh always remember remember right now uh, here is our the week, and it ties into next week's topic that power is not only, but it's what the opposition thinks you have. We're going to talk a little bit more about what will actually be the first of a two-part series on, on um, our dear Uncle Saul's rules for radicals, how those rules have been used really since the 1950s and 60s by all different parties today. Uh, you've been listening to the Grassroots Chronicle Network. As always, we appreciate your time listening, and we appreciate you making the decision in your city, your county, your state, and our nation. On behalf of Mr. Grassroots, I am Mr. Communication, Caleb Stokes, Jonathan Torres, Mr. Producer, is hanging. Uh, again, you can find us any place you find uh, podcasts, whether whether that's Spotify. We are where you listen to podcasts. This is the Grassroots Chronicle Works saying good night.